Today on episode 27 of Defining Truth, you're going to hear about Fannie Willis, the district attorney in Georgia, along with the mind virus, continuing to harass Donald Trump. Also an update on Israel and what's going on there and the UN getting defunded for terrorist support. And Chicago votes for a ceasefire in Gaza. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Defining Truth, the podcast. You can catch it anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or you can watch us on YouTube. Brandon Jones is here with me. How you doing, Brandon? Doing good. We had a couple good conversations this week. One with Cheryl Chumley from Washington Times that uh, is uh, out now. I would encourage you to go check out our Instagram page or find us on Twitter, Defining Truth. Um, it was a great conversation about truth and culture. And uh, prior to that, we had a talk with Dr. Jeff Barkey and Dr. Mark McDonald on Informed Dissent Podcast. That was also very, very interesting. I would encourage you all to go check that out. And of course, as always, you can catch Defining Truth, the book. Uh, it's available at definingtruth.org. It's a great resource, uh, a tool in your toolbox to wage war in the culture war. So check it out. And actually, if you go to definingtruth.org, you can get a free sample of the audio version, which should be out this week. I've probably been saying that for a month. It's actually <laughs> coming out this week. Uh, you can get a well, free sample of the audio. Today's Friday. Thing. This week's over. So let's say next week. All right. All right. Fine. Next week. So get a free sample, though, at definingtruth.org. We have an awesome voice actor that read the book. Very easy listening. And, uh, you know, you can listen to it in the car when you're driving around, et cetera. Anyways. So first up this morning, Brandon, what do we got? Yeah, so we're going to talk about Fannie Willis, the uh, DA prosecutor mm. in Georgia who admitted uh, she had a personal relationship with the Trump prosecutor. According to the Washington Post, uh, they reported that the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie T. Willis, a Democrat, admitted she had a personal relationship with an outside prosecutor she had appointed to manage the election interference case against former President Donald Trump and his allies, but denied claims that the relationship had tainted the proceedings. <laughs> so I'm sure. Yeah, of course it did. So to be clear here, remember uh, the left, which we believe uh, did something. They cheated it in, uh, you know, during the election and, and with the votes in Georgia, the same people that Trump accused of cheating also now are the ones that are investigating him and saying, no, we didn't. And then, it, and then, and now we find out that the district attorney in Fulton County there had a personal relationship with the prosecutor who's uh, going after Donald Trump. So it's a clear and obvious conflict of interest. Um, and, and why does this matter? Well, because the left in general, right, leftist, are, are a group of people that they share common delusions about the world around them. We talk about this all the time here at Defining Truth about how important it is to have first principles or a correct worldview as a base, as a foundation, and then you can view the world correctly when you start on truths about the world around you. The problem with this, as we see here with Fannie Willis, and we see this really all over with Democrats, is that when you have people in relationships with other delusional people, people who believe falsely about the reality of the world around them, it's extremely dangerous because these people hold positions 
that allow them to greatly damage the lives of others, like being a district attorney or a prosecutor or a judge um, or any of the other powerful bureaucracies out there. And um, there, if your worldview is based on lies, then so are the decisions that you're making and your decisions are therefore untrustworthy, right? So let's, let's break this down, you know, a little simpler. If, if I believe that um, I am a flying unicorn, and I talk about a little bit about this in the book, but let's just, you know, for our listeners, if I tell you to your face, I'm a flying unicorn and you're looking at me like, well, you're just, you're just a guy. And I'm like, no, I'm a flying unicorn. And let's, let's just start there. And because I'm a flying unicorn, I can spit rainbows that make money trees. Okay. <laughs> you tracking me? All right. Now, if, if, if you say, no, you know what? I think you're a liar you don't look like a flying unicorn and where's my money tree. And then I go and I find another person who also thinks they're a flying unicorn, but happens to be a district attorney. And we prosecute you for lying about us. You see, you see what I'm going with this? The lies stack up and pile and pile. And then now there's a formal investigation because you accuse me of not being able to spit rainbows and create money trees. And so I'm a bigot and just the, the world spins carefully out of control. Yeah, there's a million examples of this. Look at the Colorado Supreme Court decision with Donald Trump based off a false premise that he uh, committed an insurgency um, or, or was treasonous. The judge in the E. Jean Carroll case and, and the jury there. Um, Insane. I mean, gets awarded $83 million for the fact that he maybe could have groped this woman or sexually assaulted her in a 30 something years ago in a department store in New York. Meanwhile, she's dancing in the forest, painting trees, singing songs. Uh, she comes out with no proof, no evidence, no nothing other than a shared hatred for Trump. Again, this is the leftist delusional. They, they find other people like them. And by the way, let's not overlook the fact that she was funded by a major Nikki Haley donor who gave, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to both Nikki Haley and the Eugene Carroll case to investigate Trump. So again, conf conflict of interest. Well, you know, she was on uh, the Rachel Maddow show on CNN. Yeah, talk about that. It's and uh, Rachel Maddow, who, I mean, she's clearly a leftist, asks her, gives her a great opportunity, Eugene Carroll sitting there with her two attorneys. And she says, you know, what are you going to do for women's rights with this $83 million? Like, what a great opportunity to advance women. And E. Jean Carroll goes, well, the first thing that I'm going to do is you and I, Rachel, we're going to go shopping. <laughs> we're going to go shopping and get clothes. And I'm going to get my attorney a fishing pole so she can go fishing. And do you want a penthouse, Rachel? And Rachel, in Paris, in, in, yeah. in, Paris, in France. And, and Rachel Maddow's sitting there like, uh, what? And her attorney's like, that, that was a joke. But it just goes to show you how delusional uh, this woman is. I mean, if, if this truly happened and you were... Uh, you did get a favorable case and you wanted to do something to advance women. Your one opportunity that you had to tell the world what good you were going to do is you're going to go shopping. No, you're I mean, nuts. It, it shouldn't even be entertained, right? This, this woman in true 5150 status lost her mind and gets another like crazy leftist liberal judge to award her this uncanny amount, this $83 million. What, are you kidding me for nothing? It, that decision should scare every man on planet earth. If some random person can come out of nowhere with no evidence, no, no proof, no, no, really no reason at all other than political motivation, 
35 years ago and say something, you know, you did this to me, Brandon. And, uh, and that's it. And just sort of drop that mic and walk away and get awarded $83 million. And they can do that to, to a guy like Donald Trump, then nobody's safe. It's insane. I mean, the truth is, as long as the, the, the left wing mind virus is pervasive in this country, there, there will not be any fair, uh, trial or justice in this country. These, these judges and district attorneys who have fully bought into the, the delusion of leftism, they're, they're not judges and district attorneys. They're activists. They're radical left-wing activists with an agenda. We've seen that over and over and over again. What was the other judge in the, in the other Trump case where his wife was posting pictures of him in a jail suit and, you know. Um, that was in Fulton County in Georgia. That uh, was the same guy. Yeah, that was yeah, uh, the judge's the judge, wife. The judge's wife, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. How do you expect to have a fair trial when the country is so polarized and you have half the country that's completely lost their mind, delusional, and uh, everything that they believe is based on lies? You know, some people are beginning to realize that. This week, we listened to Joe Rogan uh, talking with uh, one of his hosts, and he went on and on about saying that he used to be on the left and he was a Democrat and he had voted them his whole life and that they had gotten so far left that he couldn't even see him anymore. Um, and the conversation is really interesting. It goes on from there. But, you know, the next rational step in that realization of the left losing its mind and disappearing is to question what they told you about everything. If I could talk to Joe Rogan now, I would say, look, I agree with you. You're seeing the insanity. And he particularly in that conversation went, uh, talked about the transgender movement and other crazy, insane stuff the left is doing. And I said, look, you're right. And if that's crazy, now go back and reassess everything they told you about Donald Trump, about America, about Christianity. You got to question everything because these people are insane. So, and it's quite redundant to have those people sort of, it's it's a big incestuous circle, right? When we come to prosecuting people, this, this would be like a Nazi, um, you know, you accuses you of doing something wrong and 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 then to to back up his claim he goes and gets another nazi and so his his response is well i know that you uh you know you committed this crime uh and because my friend the other nazi told me and uh you know and the guy that you're attacking is also a nazi it's like whoa hold on a second like you don't see a conflict of interest in all of the same people assisting each other in a big circle it's insane there's there's no partiality and there's no fairness on the left because they're not driven by critical thinking or truth as they admit themselves. They're driven by activism, right? This is DEI. This is the insanity that says that facts are racist, right? We've heard that over and over again in the mainstream media. Facts are racist. Right there, anytime somebody says that, you should check out. You should, in your head, just smile and nod and, okay, this person is crazy and, uh, you know, go have a rational conversation. Absolutely insane. Um, so anyways, the, the big news this week with Fannie Willis is that despite the, the prosecutor previously saying that he had no relationship, she's now admitting that she did have a relationship and I mean, hopefully the whole case gets tossed. It's all absolute nonsense, absolute nonsense. One of many anyways. Let's go on to the second point here and give an update on Israel. Yeah. So moving into a little Israel update, the, uh, IDF. Uh, Israeli defense minister Yoav Gallant says they have uh, mis dismantled Hamas's Khan Yunus battalions, claiming they have killed or wounded over 10,000 of their fighters. If this were true, that would leave Hamas at only 25% capacity, 
since nearly 75% have been eliminated or arrested since the attacks on October 7th. This week, we've seen a lot of footage uh, that's out there on the internet of IDF units moving through Khan Yunus, some very heavy, heavy fighting. Uh, these guys are quite the heroes. I watched one clip of um, an IDF fighter, I don't know what unit he was in, battling two terrorists in Khan Yunus, and he's in a hallway, and he takes a grenade out the door. It detonates just outside the wall, covers him in dirt, he gets up, brushes himself off, and advances to actually take out both of the terrorists. Uh, that kind of door-to-door -door fighting is extremely intense and difficult. Um, and uh, this is this is good news, you know, coming out uh, of Khan Yunus that they have eliminated upwards of ten thousand fighters. That's that's unbelievable. But the fight's not over; still leaves them at about twenty-five percent capacity. And as we see, uh, Israel continues to take rockets, which is just unbelievable. Um, I believe uh, was Tel Aviv just had a rocket hit in the street in, the, in a busy street this week and it didn't blow up. It just sort of hit the back end of a car and landed in front of some people. Obviously God was watching out over them. Um, also related to Israel, the UN gets hit hard. Bad news for the United Nations Relief and Work Agency as nine countries, including major funders, the US and Germany, decided to pause payments after they discovered that 12 UN workers took part an active part in the terrorist attacks and slaughter of innocents in Israel on October 7th. Uh, that funding accounts for roughly 60% of the UNWRA's funds. It's like over 400 million, if I'm not mistaken. Um, of course, to anyone watching the UN over the years, that is not surprising. Uh, the UN is trash, quite literally. They advance uh, our, at least from an American perspective, and are funding them, they advance our enemy's ideology and position quite often. Um, this is no surprise to anyone watching the relief work agency's activities in Palestine. Um, it's not even the first time they got caught with their hand in the terrorist cookie jar. Earlier this week, actually, several media outlets, including Defining Truth on our Instagram, if you want to go check it out, we put a reel out of compilation video of UN-funded schools in Gaza, Gaza teaching students to murder Jews and kill innocent people as part of their regular educational program. Um, which is insane. And, and in the video, if you go, uh, go follow us at Defining Truth on Instagram, you'll see this reel where you have teachers wearing the UN blue, you know, vest and shirts and whatnot. And then they interview the kids asking them and um, uh, the responses are hard to even repeat. You have to go watch the video. It's, it's brutal. I mean, it's extreme violence and murder uh, that, that they're teaching. And this is, this is what they're doing. Not only that, but of course, as IDF discovered, all of the UN schools or funded schools in Gaza had terrorist operation centers underneath them, tunnels underneath, weapons inside the schools. I mean, this is this is a you know a whole family business there in Gaza. Uh, really, really crazy. It's it's a funny side note. I got a note from Instagram on that reel saying that they would not allow any monetization or ads of that particular reel showing the UN teachers teaching. Gazan children to hate Israel, Instagram said that it violated their content policy. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, you don't like truth being told, you know, their content policy, AKA telling the truth about the global mind virus and those who support it. So Instagram's like, ah, oh, we're just going to stop you right there. Let's, let's not let you tell anyone about this information. Um, you know, this is worth pausing on for a second yeah. and, and digging a little bit deeper here. A lot of people, especially in the United States and especially regarding the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, 
um, they they equate the two sides, right? We talked about it in the past where, uh, you know, they're claiming that Israel is murdering uh, Palestinian children and and yada yada yada. We, we've talked about before in war. There's there's uh, collateral damage, unfortunately. The staunch difference, however, is that in America and in Israel, we are not training our children from a very young age to hate another people group as they're doing here with... Well, conservatives aren't. Democrats are now. <laughs> right, but, but just yeah. from a general yeah, perspective, absolutely. We are, our children are not growing up in elementary schools saying that they want to kill Jews or kill Mexicans or kill black people. That, that doesn't happen in the United States. That's, that's the difference between defending yourself like Israel is doing and what Palestine and Hamas is doing um, and other places like the Middle East. It's, it's just a, a stark difference between the two cultures yeah, that absolutely. automatically tips the scales and does not put the, the, the two on, on equal level. Well, that's what these Portland Antifa mental patients don't understand is that in Gaza, jihad is a family affair. It's yeah. a way of life. Uh, and there's, there's a stark difference between Western civilization and um, radical Islamic ideology that has to be taken into account when you're talking politics or solutions. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, we have a brainwashed generation of leftists in this country that just, like we keep saying, from the very beginning, their worldview is skewed. It's trash. So they don't know how to, they don't see the world around them properly. They live in a, in a delusion, a fantasy. So all of their subsequent decisions about the world are, are they're, they're wrong. They make bad decisions, right? Well, in so the United States too, try so hard to limit collateral damage and civilian casualties, almost to a bit of a fault, like we saw with the response to the three soldiers killed in Jordan. Uh, the Biden administration comes out and says that we're going to do A, B, and C at, uh, you know, E, F, and G time. And it's like, well, then everybody, now everybody knows what's going to happen and gets to leave. So including the bad guys. So yeah. we try so hard to make sure that civilian lives are not at risk, at risk of potentially nobody, nobody being there anymore. Uh, the people that we want to, to target in that situation. It, it's, it's just my, it frustrates me a little bit. Well, and further evidence of that sort of mind virus, uh, especially concerning Israel, Chicago this week, uh, and this is in the week's most irrelevant news, Chicago, city of Chicago, votes to condemn Israel and calls for an immediate stop to pursuing terrorists in Gaza and their ceasefire. Um, <laughs> this is hilarious. We're going to talk about the Babylon Bee here for a minute, which is, by the way, if you don't follow them, do so. It's some of the best. The best everything on the internet is coming from Babylon B. Uh, Babylon B pointed out this week is, is that Hamas is actually calling for a ceasefire in Chicago. <laughs> satirical, of course, in their post this week features images of Hamas fighters with the title Gaza votes for ceasefire in Chicago. The B said, quoting Hamas, we are appalled by the endless violence in Chicago. How could anyone live there? <laughs> Dude, I don't know where these guys are, Babylon B, but look, if anyone knows them, I'd like to meet them. They are hilarious. Great work, Babylon B. And of course, it's funny because it's true. And I yeah. think that's the genius there in their satire. Uh, we're laughing at just the insanity of the situation in the United States that a city in America would do that. The mayor is a Mr. Brandon Johnson broke a, I think, I, I think it was 2828. I maybe am wrong on that, but he broke the tie. The mayor broke the tie and sided with the Hamas sympathizers 
in this incredible display of geopolitical ignorance and solidarity with terrorists. Media outlets showed video footage of left-wing Hamas supporters cheering the decision in Chicago during the Chicago City meeting, and apparently everyone went out for soy lattes after, although that is yet to be confirmed. See what I did there? That's your own. <laughs> that's, my, that's my attempt at uh, the Babylon Bee. Well, that's why I don't do that. It's true, though. I, I, if you look at the video, it looked like a bunch of like Portland teenagers in the stands. They were cheering for Hamas and so thankful that Chicago, the city of violence, had condemned Israel defending itself. Good job, Democrats, once again. Well, and th- this really goes to show, I, I just looked it up. Uh, in Chicago, they call their city councils uh, members, alders or alder persons. There's not a sick... <laughs> Not surprising, but there's not a single Republican no, of course city not. council member in Chicago. So that just goes to show you that they're, how far left some of these people are. Um, they do have two independents, it looks like. Uh, three independents, but, but not a single Republican. It's, it's just amazing. No, I don't even know how anyone lives there. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Well, it's even hard to travel to. I've been there recently, and it's just not a good city. Same thing with San Francisco, which we know. Yeah. It's not a good city to be in. No, I mean, everywhere leftism goes, they, they destroy societies. They destroy the culture. They destroy the cities. And eventually everyone tries to get out. And all the while, they always, you know, they'll get on the news, leaders of these left-wing places like Newsom does with California, and they'll be like, everything's great. It's wonderful here. Just delusion, right? It's, it's wonderful for the guy with millions of dollars and a California Highway Patrol security detail <laughs> armed to the teeth everywhere he goes, Right. But for the average Californian, the, you know, LAPD police union saying, don't come here. You're probably going to get robbed. And that's L.A. Can you imagine Chicago? Well, they don't have to put it out because nobody wants to go there. But like Chicago is like a war zone. You know, I, I don't even we'd have to look up the numbers. I'm sure we could Google it. But several like holiday weekends, like Memorial Day, Fourth of July, their murder rates are through the roof. It's unbelievable. It's like cartel land. It's crazy. But, you know. It's a direct result of leftist policies and ideologies. You know, when you lie to people, young people especially, when you lie to them about the world around them, it leads to conflict because they become disillusioned and without purpose. And oftentimes, unfortunately, history shows us they turn to violence. Chicago is a great example of that. Man, did you find some numbers there? Yeah, I'm looking at their 2023 uh, crime statistics. I'm trying to decipher it because there's not a legend on... uh... Or key as well. There's your homework for our listeners. They can go and Google. Yeah, it's like the first thing that pops up. Violence. But you got to be careful in your research. I'll say this: be careful in your research on sources because the left is like they are prolific liars, right? Like you, you go to you go to somewhere, right? You you can go to Oakland or San Francisco or LA and and literally look at people defecating on the street, and it's like a it looks like a war zone, right? And if you Google you'll get some leftist source that'll be like, it's a beautiful city with the lowest crime rates in the whole country. <laughs> they, they manipulate data so masterfully. You really got to be careful in your research. Always, always look to define truth properly. Man. I just want to say to uh, the mayor of Chicago, Brandon Johnson, not to be confused with me. Yeah. Brandon Jones. Yeah. Just in case it wasn't clear. You could be the mayor. Apparently anyone can do it. <sighs> I mean, Lori Lightfoot did it. I don't even know. Was she a human? We may never know. But if she can do it, then Brandon Jones can certainly do it.
All right. Well, I think that's all for our talking points. We have we have an open second. Do you have anything really important that the world needs to hear? I don't know about important, but uh, we were talking about earlier the uh, newest revelation from James O'Keefe and his uh, little encounter with an analyst from uh, which department? Oh, man. This was a really embarrassing video. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, look up James O'Keefe's conversation with a cybersecurity expert from the office of the president who is, it appears by the video, is on a date. So James O'Keefe, if you're not familiar, was the original founder of Project Veritas. He does all the undercover videos and you know releases of information by posing as other people. They go on dates or they interview people and they get them to you know reveal stuff. So by the looks, we don't know much about this video, but it looks like James O'Keefe is having dinner with this man. We're assuming it's like a date. That's the at least the way they're talking. And this 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 man who who tells him that he's a cybersecurity expert oversees, he said the office of the president, cybersecurity for State Department and foreign affairs. I don't know what that means, but that's what he says in the video. And then he goes on to tell James O'Keefe that basically everyone believes that Joe Biden is senile that he's clearly on the way down, that no one likes Kamala Harris and they dread her being the vice president. But then he says, they're both gonna be on the ticket. That's that's what he believes. Oh. That's a really embarrassing video to watch. Did you find it? Uh, I Well, I found the Babylon B version <laughs> since we're talking about the uh, Babylon oh. B. What, what's, what's the guy's name? Do you know? I can't remember his name. Uh, he doesn't have, my. Well, he has a name obviously, but I'm looking up. Uh, Anyways, it, 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 it's a good, it's an interesting video to watch. Uh, O'Keefe did a good job at getting that information. Um, haven't heard anything back from it yet, but I mean, as far as a response from them, I'm sure he's going to get fired for what His he name said. is, uh, he, he's a top White House cyber official is what they're calling him. Okay. And, and his name is Charlie Crager. Oof. And uh, Charlie Dunn got himself fired. Yeah. James O'Keefe tweeted the full reveal video. He says the full interaction with top White House official, cyber official, Charlie Crager, after I take off my glasses and reveal he's been the subject of an undercover investigation. He's Did like, you say after I take off my glasses? Yeah, like literally he goes like this and it's all of a sudden like, Clark Kent, look at me. I'm actually James <laughs> O'Keefe. It's like, bro. Hey, you know what? As funny as that sounds, apparently it worked. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how he got away with that. So who doesn't know who he is now? Crager says, I didn't have your last name. I don't know. I didn't know who you were. And he runs out of the restaurant. Oh, it just goes no. to show the lack of intelligence and then the arrogance and ignorance of these left-wing uh, Ivy League school graduates that go and get yeah. a job in the administration. How well, like, are I, you, like we said, they're driven by activism, not by capacity. That's what's so scary. And by and by sex, sexual immorality, because he was on a date posed with, uh, or he was, yeah, he was he was enticed sexually to reveal information that has to do with national security. It's really scary. That's the worst part about that video, even more so than the fact that he's revealing that no one likes Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, which we're we're kind of all on the same page with that. What's what's really scary is that watch the video and then and then realize that guy holds a very important position in cybersecurity for the office of the president. That's that's what's really scary. That's what the left has done in this country with their brainwashed nonsense. They've driven out capacity and capability and talent in and in, in exchange for DEI and uh, you know activism like trans 
positions in government and whatnot. It has utterly decimated our capacity as far as national security goes. It's really sad. That's happened at, in the military. You see that all the time if you watch the news. It's happened at DHS. If you listen to Mallorca, it's like, what in the world? Who put this guy in charge of anything? Um, well, man, my question really is, is, scary. How, is how can you be a, a high-level official and not know who James O'Keefe is at this point? especially with all the drama at Project Veritas and well, him leaving. He was wearing his glasses. And all this. <laughs> no, bro. Like, that's not real life. Like, yeah, that happens in movies where you put on, like, your glasses and you're somebody else. But that just goes to show, like, yeah, that's weird. how deceived these people are yeah. that he's he's so focused on what's going on uh, relationally with in, in this date that he's like, you know, James O'Keefe, and he's feeding into him too. He's like, oh, so you like know big secrets? And the guy's like, yeah, I know all these big secrets and yada, 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 all driven by his uh, immorality. It, it's quite amazing to me. I just can't yeah. believe this stuff happens in real life. Well, you know, we have a great source that tells us about the societal degradation. It's it's in the Bible, literally. Our founders knew that and many others throughout history. We, we have a literal map, a guide on how to navigate life's complexities. And, and God's already laid it out and he loves us and he knows what's best for us. And uh, you know, there once upon a time, this country followed that prescribed method and we were greatly blessed because of it, uh, tremendously. Um, and we've departed. So it's really no surprise that we have lost that. I think that's all we have for today. So check out definingtruth.org if you can. And get a free audio sample of the book, which is out now, or pick up the book yourself and think about supporting Defining Truth because we need the financial support in order to do the podcast and get out there and meet people and and um, spread more tools for this fight against progressive Marxism in the United States. Defining Truth Matters. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>